Hello, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Ravenloft, the demi-plane of dread. This is Season 3 of Tales from the Mists, a Dungeons & Dragons series full of love, inevitable betrayal, and gothic horror. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday at 6pm Pacific Time. Before we break your heart and dash all hopes, let's meet our unfortunate cast. It's me, T.K. Johnson, your dungeon master and favorite eldritch auntie. I write scary stories and I put them on the internet, and you can read them at my website, tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart-of-the-party Mercy Albrecht, storm sorceress and <sighs> heartbroken changeling. Follow me at Lisa Penrose on Twitter. I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley Ava Mordenheim. Artificer, wizard, alchemist, and abyssal tiefling. You can follow me on Twitter at K A Y N C L I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play the Weird Jackal Vistana revolutionary bard, Konstantina Afshalamov. Follow me on Twitter at Ashley and H Warren, or check out my website, scribemind.com. I'm Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, the drow who knows everybody's secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Mackenzie Diarmis as Sorrow and Kiana Shaw as Neferet Shy. I'm sure they don't have any secrets. Find them as at Mackenzie Lane D-A and at Kiana S on Twitter, respectively. It's our final episode with our guests. Will they perish? We all do in the end. This is episode 32, Fall in Flames. Good evening, Mist Walkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the domains of dread. With me tonight are six adventurers. So this is not a typical campaign, or I guess a normal campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members being Lisa, Hadil, Kayla, and Ashley. And then we have two rotating cast members. They're here for four episodes, and this is the fourth episode of this arc, which means it's the last time we're going to see Mackenzie and Kiana. And you know what that means. I'm just going to not kill them because I guess I can't. I don't know. Kind of off my game lately. Before we get started, before we get uh, too far into this adventure that we're on, I wanted to check in with somebody. Constantina. In the rage of your lycanthropy, you killed a tiefling. With no further context, I feel like you were feeling guilty about it. Is that true? Uh, yes, absolutely. Do you feel like that's significantly outside of your character? Uh, yeah, for sure. Do you feel like this is an evil act that requires atonement? <laughs> Do I get to make a dark powers check? Because yes. <laughs> you get to make your first dark powers check. I'm kind of sad, but also excited. <laughs> Honestly, like you have such a low chance that I would be astounded. Roll me a d100. Okay. Give me that percentile. Uh, 59? Oh, so close. The dark powers pass you by this time. They're watching and waiting. Uh -oh. So where do we find all of you? 
think we're at the we're at sorrow's pad right now i think we had discussed moving onward to the temple of mudar is that still something you'd like to do yes yes Yes. how do you get there red carpet did vargas have like a an armed guard or something yeah vargas Yeah, Vargas. <laughs> That's how Vargas gets there. Vargas yeah, is also Vargas in was... gay baby jail, so he is super <laughs> in gay baby jail. Yeah, it's so. How did the rest of you leave Fort uh, Greenhand and make your way to the temple? And I'm not going to have you narrate the entire thing. I just need to make a couple strategic rolls. Well, I guess it seems like we can't strut there on the red carpet. Wouldn't the armed guard come for us, too? Because we were waiting to connect with Vargas. Neferet seemed so sure that he was going to join us. Mm. The difference between you and Vargas is that Vargas was in the street. And he said that he didn't know who we were. (laughs) So they were just... The armed guard may not know that you're at the green hand. Well, not that Mercy would know this, but Lisa knows. Mm -hmm. Would Neferet's shadow be aware of what happened with Vargas? So what would Neferet do with that information? Neferet would probably, Nef would have framed it as, I think I heard voices outside. Let me go check. And would have gone and seen um, Vargas being taken away and heading towards the temple to which they would have relayed that information to the others and suggest they follow, but not right on their tail. Um, and probably a little quietly, sneakily. Not like there's also demons and devils on the streets or anything. That's So that's what they would have proposed. And that's what they would prefer to Is the rest of the group quiet. amenable to that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I want to follow Bard Geese. Um, before we go, I'll cast Pass Without a Trace on everyone. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> how how do we go sneakily? Do we just walk through the middle of town? Do we take the alleyways again? Um, alleyways and cutting through buildings is what Nefert would do. Who's leading? It's not Sorrow was leading to the the Green Hand, but I don't think she is as confident in getting to the temple as I think Neferet is. Yeah, it probably would have been Neferet. Neferet, your team lead. How many people Boy. are in this little party? Five. All right. I need three successes to get through there. So these are our three rolls. We're going to do survival to locate alleys, survival to navigate those broke down buildings, and then a stealth. Cool. All right. Give me some rolls, y'all. All right. That first survival is a 16. Okay. That's one success. Ooh, dirty 20 for the first. Oh, all right, it's a group roll? Yeah. Okay. 11. Dirty 20. Can't do math. Uh, a nat one. Woo, <laughs> 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 <Ooh>, sorrow. <laughs> There's just something about going through the alleys on the way back from the green hand that you you get turned around real fast. Neferet does manage to lead the group. So, with the second one for survival, Neferet, because we got three, Neferet is going to roll with advantage. Dope. Okay? Yep. This dice is going away. Three successes. This is survival again. Yeah, one more survival. Neferet rolling with advantage. I got 16 again. (laughs) 
Yes. I got 13. 13. Oh. <gasps> 18. Se- oh, seven. That's a fail. All oh. right. Neferet, you're going to be rolling the next one stealth at disadvantage. But don't worry, you all have passed without a trace. It yep. takes right. much longer than you think it should to get through these abandoned buildings. Which one of you is the one that has trouble getting through abandoned buildings? Which one of you is having trouble climbing things and getting through doors and moving around bo- broken furniture? Probably Vasily. She probably hates this more than anyone. And it is very dusty in here. <gasps> All right. Stealth. Disadvantage, no. but you still have Pass Without Trace. What is that? Everybody All of us with disadvantage or... Just Neferet. Just, just Neferet, because she's team leader. What does Pass okay, Without right. Trace do again, please? Plus 10. Plus 10. 10. Plus 10 to stealth. I got a 19. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Whatever 24. You, yeah, okay. 26. 25. Got dirty 20 plus a 10. 30. <gasps> what? Okay. Anybody else? It doesn't matter. I just want to know. I got a 19. Okay. That's fine. So, you all did very well on the stealth. When the when the last abandoned building starts to collapse a little bit, and it makes it very hard to navigate through, none of these demonic patrols seem to notice you. You hear a rev of an engine as a, one of these hellish war machines just rise past. But nobody notices you. You manage to duck out of sight. I like to think that Mercy contributes to stealth, um, because you'd mentioned everything's dusty, so she's uh, sweeping as they go, and so we're not leaving any tracks. Nice. It is It is definitely a, a much-needed um, help, because... Like, that's not why she's doing it, she's doing it because it's, it's messy and gross. Everyone else oh, is like, helps. wow, that's so smart, Mercy! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no tracks. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it doesn't take long to reach the tall, tall mar- marble doors of the Temple of Mudar. This enormous, slightly floating just above the ground pyramid, ringed with oases and pools. Once again, you see these multicolored bright fish, but all of that water, is that Deep, gelatinous red. Cooling blood. As you enter the waiting room for this pyramid, which you would not have known was bustling, full of life, full of people, in the same way that all of Mudar is. It is empty, silent as a tomb. You are surrounded by these columns and you can hear the chunk, chunk, chunk of armored boots as guards march to and fro. One of them does notice you, a, a large horosite man, meaning he has an eagle's head with metal braces mounted across his brow and his beak. And he turns to you and you can see like the red of his eyes as his eyes flick back and forth and checks a papyrus. Looks at all of you. Checks it again. Blackstone party? He's he's fart. He's here. Earl. Earl, they're with Blackstone. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I found him. Yeah. And you can hear this sort of tinny like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Earl. Yeah, I found him. 
yeah, I I brought him in. Don't worry about it. I've got it under control. And uh, and he'll sort of a- approach the group of you and all right into the inner sanctum. Come on, hop to it. Um, where, where's Fargus Blackstone? Uh, he's been apprehended already, ma'am. Wait, oh no, apprehended. Feet. Wait, are we being also apprehended? Of course, yeah. Because of, we are not with Vargas of that. Whoops. Is the case. Yeah. Uh, I got your, I got your names here. Uh, how, what how names? Do you, can I see the list? Oh yeah, yeah. When you look at the list, Mercy, you see that it is the guest sign-in book from Club Knucklebone. Oh shit! And my neat handwriting with everybody's names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's a uh, uh, Mr. Blackstone, and uh, we couldn't find the uh, the Amarash fella. Um, and uh, Rapture, you know, she's got biz- business elsewhere. Uh, but we we got uh, yeah, this uh, Vasily and uh, Avshim Avshim. You know, I just don't. <laughs> but I yeah. um, oh, we don't know who those people are, and Mercy just like blinks her big eyes. <laughs> Oh, no, it's all right, ma'am. Uh, this whole place is a zone of truth, so I know you're telling a lie. Oh, wait, I probably wouldn't have even been able to lie. What, how would have that have come out? Oh, we don't know those people. In that, we are always searching for our, our fur. Uh, what it means to be. What? That was weird. Oh, yeah. Law and order, law and justice, you know, we're real big on that here. So, you know, you can't really lie to us. I mean, that's good, right? I mean, we are also very trustworthy people. Is that why we're here? Because we're so, like, you know, like, lawful and law-abiding? Yeah, of course, you know. There's no goodness like enforced goodness. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Mercy has this, like, confused look on her face from, like, these words being put in her mouth. And she, like has a space like she's trying to test it. So when Constantina says we're trustworthy, she adds, yes, uh, my companions are so trustworthy in that their lies are sure to be revealed. What? What's happening? All lies are sure to be revealed. So really, that's par for the course here. And y'all aren't even telling big lies. You're just telling little ones. It's okay. Uh, Pardon me. Um, I'm assuming that the uh, my name and her name's not on it. Uh, let's see. I got one, two, three. I only got four, so I I do have two extra. Who are you? I'll just I'll write them in. It's fine. He just pulls out like a very elaborate <laughs> ostrich feather quill. It's just I'll just I'll write it on. It's okay. I What's your name? do not believe that we should be apprehended if you're not part of that list. Oh, well, I just, I thought you were with them, and so you know how it goes. <laughs> Who you hang out with. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Are we uh, required to go in, then, or are we free to leave? Oh, well, you know, guilty by association and everything. We're we're going to have to question you, of course, to see what you know. So if you if if you don't mind, just, like, give me a name. Oh, sh- Neferetti's not Visas. Neferet? Uh, except that she's helped us in every possible way. Oh my god, what is Constantina making stop? I'm so just, helpful. Talking, now, saying- uh, and, and what about, and that's Neferet? Okay. And, uh, and what's your name, little lady? Uh, I'm, I'm Sorrow. Okay, Sorrow, there we go. Oh, now, what do you know? Got a full deck. 
So, uh, y'all ready to uh, go to jail or? No, what what are we going to jail for? I feel like that's, you have to tell us. Well, we don't really have a good waiting room, so jail's kind of all we got. Waiting room for what? Oh, uh, the high judge wants to see y'all. Why? You know, she doesn't really communicate those things with us. We kind of just do what we're told. So you could just apprehend people willy-nilly without telling them why? Yeah, if the high judge tells us to. You can't just follow orders like that. That's ridiculous. Uh, I assure you, ma'am, I can. And I am right now. It's, uh, Mudar, isn't it? I hate bureaucracy. All right, everybody, uh, just take your, um, your celebratory bangles right here. Here you go. And starts handing out handcuffs. Go ahead and cuff yourselves. Here you go. No. Uh, Uh, We'd not do that. Nope. If we're going willingly, do we have to wear the handcuffs? Not really. We just have so many of these left over. We don't really arrest people very often, so we just have a lot of these. I don't know. I do not think that uh, you need to waste them on us, then. Fine. I mean, I'll take them off your hand if you're not using them, but, you know. Well, alright, I already signed the requisition form, and honestly, these are kind of silly, so here you go. You get a sense that the um, Zone of Truth works on the guards just as much as it does the prisoners. (laughs) Give me Mercy's. all your handcuffs. <laughs> Mercy's just standing there with her both her hands clapped over her mouth. Well, are y'all ready? Uh, we got a real nice jail. It's got settees. It's got uh, one of those lounging thingies. Uh, I think they call them shays. It's real fancy. They, they're stuffed with goose down. Uh, we got lots of grapes, tons of wine, just so much wine. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, we got those little like soft, chewy bonbon thingies. Um, we got something with some sticky caramel in it, but it's got little salt crystals on it. So delicious. Y'all ready for jail or? What makes this jail then if you have like, you know. Oh, you're just not stuff. allowed to leave. Well, the jail fucking slaps. I'm gonna be in this jail. <laughs> <laughs> Me like, okay. as a person. I'll go, sure. I There's can just chocolate imagine mine. <laughs> walking into this and like Vargas on the chaise lounge eating bonbons. That is yes. exactly what you see yes. as you, as, as he leads you through the high judge's door into this chamber this chamber that jericho once went through into a meeting room for everyone um now devoid of the priests and servants and everyone that would have been running these menial tasks just vargas lounged out on a on a chaise lounge can i be reading a trashy novel and eating grapes you absolutely can what's your what's your trashy novel um Oh, gosh. The only, like, fantasy trashy novel I can think of is Tusk Love from Critical Role. <laughs> yeah, just reading Tusk Love. <laughs> Crossover. Yes. Made happen. Um, or, like, essentially, like, 50, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but, like, I don't... Fifty Shades of Electrum? Uh, something <laughs> disgusting. Fifty Shades something, of Electrum sounds horrible. <laughs> something that Vargas would read. Actually, chat can come up with um, a title. Uh, yeah, I can't, chat, I can't watch chat know. because it makes my computer want to go to space. So um, the others can keep me informed of these absolutely key uh, novel titles. Um, and can if- the cover figure look like Nikolai? Like he just <gasps> happens to have a resemblance to Nikolai. Yes, I'll let it. I'll let it happen. Um, absolutely. Uh, maybe me and Kayla can work together on like a book jacket or something. Um, but yeah, I'm just reading a trashy novel and eating like grapes. And there's like a glass of wine somewhere. I'm wearing a silk robe. 
Yeah, wearing a, a silk robe um, monogrammed with the symbol of the Horusites, which is like this uh, falcon with open wings and an eye in the center uh, with a, a incandescent thread or a not incandescent. It doesn't matter. I'll say incandescent because it's magic thread that just like illuminates outwards. It's sparkly. Yeah, it's sparkly. Metallic. Uh, Vargas. Oh, hi. We oh, were like really you. worried about you. Have you been here like the whole time? It's okay. very nice. It's a, one of the nicer jails I've been to. Not the nicest. I have to say, I mean, but it is nice. It's really nice, but we were really worried about you and didn't know where you were. And then all of a sudden you're here in jail and we are also associated with you. So... Did something happen while you were out in the city that we need to know about? Did you see the apocalypse? <laughs> There's a lot happening out there. Um, Your guard walks over and refills uh, Vargas's wine goblet. It's just like, do you need any more of those uh, Blades of Lust trilogy? We got a couple more in the back. You'll probably like Do you have the one after this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, this one's the one, yeah, it's about the scimitar and there's a lot of battle, but there's one about an alabaster staff. You'll like that. I will. And if you don't... Is it okay that I'm highlighting the ones that I... Like, dog-earing the pages of the good that's, stuff? That's fine. We've all read them. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, for the next person, they can just flip through all of the stuff. That doesn't matter. Um, the guard leaves the group of you. Absaro's pulling the veil further over her face. <laughs> uh, would anybody like some uh, grapes? This is a... Constantina, this is a delightful red, by the way. I think you will just truly enjoy it. Um... Outside is bad. You don't have to go out there. It's just terrible. Um, so we are safe in here. I would like some wine. And it is really bad outside. But I don't... Um, what are you Okay. Um, does something happen? Is there a reason why we're all arrested here in jail? And why they knew your name specifically? Because we were like the Blackstone party. To be honest, at this point, for me personally, I don't know why I'm in jail. I just go. When they tell me to, and eventually I just leave. Um, you know, you schmooze a little and they just let you out eventually. Um, so, to be honest, not entirely sure this time. Then again, I I wonder if it's because I picked up all that electrum off the ground. Off the ground? Did you, like, steal something? I no, Okay, is it stealing if people leave it there? I mean, it doesn't I mean, belong it to me. Where they left it, if it wasn't close to themselves, but you know, what matters is like I don't want to be outside, um, which is fine because I am in here in jail, and you give it a day or two, and they'll let you out. You know, I don't think that's how jail works. Maybe works for me. What are you? Yeah, works <laughs> well, for me. I don't know if it works that way for the rest of us, but I guess you're right that it's better to be in here where there's snacks. Yeah. And drinks, rather than outside. And and books. And books. That looks like Nikolai, doesn't it? <laughs> is that why you're reading it, Vargas? I bet it does. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at it and be like, well, if you like get really close, it's probably like a printing error where it like got smeared and that's why it looks like Nikolai, because he's terribly ugly. But I bet like if this was, you know, like first edition, just like absolutely crisp printing, it would look very handsome, perhaps like me. But like... It's probably got smudged from... I don't think so, because look at... I mean, his shirt is open, and there's a lot of detail there, so it doesn't look very, very smudged hairy, to me. The main character it. is wearing, like, a wolf skin <gasps> vest. 
Is he holding a goat on his shoulders? Stop, He's Thank you. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> You're just yeah, encouraging just the fan art. Pants pulled up to the mid-peck. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite episode now. I, mean, I don't I don't see the resemblance. But I understand why you would stand as very low. Um, but it is really good. I have dogged all of the good bits. You know, it's kind of like read exposition. Um, but there are a lot as and I show like all of the dog ears, it's mostly dog like good stuff. <laughs> pages. As this whole conversation is happening, Mercy has gone over to the food area where the grapes are, and she has a little handkerchief, and she's taking the grapes off of the stem, kind of wiping each of them with a handkerchief and then stacking them and creating a pyramid of clean grapes. Delight. Are you eating any or I I feed them to Vargas uh Aww, between while Constantina talks. That's delightful. very sweet. I love this. Jail is wonderful. This is again not the nicest jail I've been into, <laughs> but it's up there. I will do a crime and come back here, that's for sure. It's like an, you're all sitting there like with mimosas and it's like that episode of Parks and Rec where, like, Leslie and then, like, the person from, was it Eagleton? She goes to Eagleton Jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, your spa appointment is at two. <laughs> um. So, after some time, your guard comes back to retrieve you and says, if you're ready, uh, we're ready for you down in the uh, high judge's chambers if you want to come on down. Uh, uh we don't really have a courtroom open right now. It's got it's full of like refugees and stuff. So uh, she'll be sentencing you downstairs. You ready? Should we like prepare or something? Like, do we? No, y'all look great. Uh, I mean, thanks, but not exactly what I meant. I mean, I don't really know what we're going to what we're being accused of doing. I don't know. Okay. Like, let me let me just like, if it was like anything bad, we would be in a bad jail. Well, clearly it wasn't that bad because we're in a, you know, a mediocre jail. Technically, since we only got one jail, this is the bad jail. Yeah. But it's also the best jail. I mean, jail is jail, so let's maybe not get, (laughs) you know, too excited about it. And I I would like to take the wine with me. Constantina, life is a prison, okay? (laughs) This whole life is a prison and I'll follow the guard out of the the jail Constantina's not oppressed enough. (laughs) I demand... So, <clears throat> you go down these packed sandstone steps, descending in a spiral, and you enter into this larger chamber, lavishly decorated, uh, an antechamber with multiple busts, multiple murals on the wall, a small childlike figure in a high crown and long, wide necklace made of Hundreds of multicolored beads, brass, bronze, silver, and gold tablets dangling underneath. This child indicates these other chaise lounges for you to sit upon. Please join me. I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit either. (laughs) Vargas is the first one sitting. (laughs) Mercy will also sit next to Vargas with her pyramid of grapes on a plate. Sorrow, Neferet. Yeah, Neferet will sit. Sorrow sits, but incorrectly, so she sits so that, like, her butt is on the back of the chair, Ooh, and she's, like, oh on God, top is, of the chair. Is Sorrow just, like, your typical bisexual? Like, please yes. get together. <laughs> yes! <laughs> just sit on the chair! Her and her now, cuffed pants. Arms only. I 
why do I hang out with you guys? Um, <laughs> it's the most comfortable place to sit on a couch is on the arm. Of the yes. Yeah, it's true. Yes. yes. <laughs> These don't have arms. They're chaise. Chaise latches. That's why you gotta go for the back. On the top curvy part. Though. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I will <laughs> I, I will allow it. Sounds a gremlin. She sits on it very wrong. <laughs> the um, high judge kind of flicks her avian eyes at each of you. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Two of you. Are you? And she looks over the papyrus again. This will do. Uh. Hello, welcome to the High Temple of Mudar. Uh, I trust your stay has been pleasant. Why are we here? See, apocalypses happen. Where are your undead? Because I would like to destroy Sam and also burn this whole building. Oh my god! And Mercy covers her mouth again. It's alright. Uh, we don't have any undead in here, in this, in this building, uh, currently. Um, but it is so heartening to know that you want to destroy undead because have I got a uh, a deal for you? Uh, it has come to our <laughs> uh, it has come to our attention that each of you was in the presence of uh, Jericho Amarash. Is that correct? Uh, sure, not for very long, but yes, yes, you traveled with him. He did. He was very nice, but he disappeared. And you uh, arranged his accommodations. Uh, not really. I mean, we went on a train with him. That was... He followed us to to where we were staying. I see. Well, uh, he has committed a grave crime here in Mudar. Gasp! And as you were the ones who facilitated that crime, uh, I know that you would be more than happy to assist us in rectifying it. We didn't do a crime. Just going on the same train with somebody doesn't make it a crime. We didn't do disease crime. Uh, of course not. I would never blame you for that. I would only blame you for helping harbor a criminal. Uh, did you? Did you? When you went to the Knucklebone, did you check the sexy dungeon? I'll wink at Constantina. There are a couple of the. Maybe he's there. I don't know. He looks like he'd be, a, you know, into some good things. Oh no, we only found dead tieflings. Okay, but, but maybe he's in a different sexy dungeon. Do you think so? Actually, I didn't talk to him at all, so I'm not not really sure what he's into. But I feel like him and Rapture did have a thing going. Like, I felt it deep in my soul. Uh, I was very busy at the time, um, so I did know where he is. I will be frank with all of you. Jericho Amrash has broken the Pact of Mudar. It is his fault that the... Fiends are upon us. It is his fault that the undead are rising and that Senmet has come for his revenge. Yikes, wouldn't want to be that guy. Ah, but no, he didn't know he is. Kind of like abandoned us really quickly, actually. Um, Yeah, we got to the city and he just kind of went on his own way, so I don't really know how we are. Yeah, so the real crime is that he's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Who is coming for revenge? Oh, God King Senmet. God King. This small falcon-headed child begins to walk uh, the length of the murals, tracing one small hand against each one. Uh, yes, hundreds of years ago, Mudar was not what it is today. Instead, it was turmoil. 
an endless battleground, led by two god-kings, on the one hand with the fiends Senmet, and on the other, Unktapat. And uh, this child, this high judge, stops briefly in front of a another mural, unlike the rest, dusty, poorly kept, in the middle a, a kingly, a royal figure, with the sun radiating out of their head, surrounded by these carved depictions of something monstrous trying to climb their way up a pyramid. And, uh, this war had to be stopped at all costs, and we made a pact to ensure the safety of our citizens, to ensure they had peace for at least a time. Now that peace is broken, and it is your companion Jericho's fault. How do you know? And how did he do it? It shouldn't be simple to break a pact. As long as all the souls go to the blood war when they pass in Ladar, the pact remains. His did not. We do not know how or why, but our diviners have discovered this through scrying over his... Uh, it is not as is wood. It is not a sarcophagus. It is, um, you know what I speak. I wanted to know what was in there. Did it, did you find out? A pillow, some rations, a very strange stuffed animal, shaped like what? I don't know. Uh, she walks over to a corner where the coffin is propped up and opens it, pulls it out, and is. Like, Perhaps a uh, some manner of animal holds it up and it's like a stuffed giraffe. Oh God! What is that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is. Uh, we've heard myths. Uh, camel leopard. Ugh, oh God! Horrible. Put, it's actually, disgusting. It's, can you put it back? It's um. I hate it. Frankly, yes. It's it's dead eyes. That is the worst part. And she sort of just seals the coffin back up. Some manner of demonic paraphernalia, no doubt. I mean, it was kind of cute. Constantina! Oh, what? Senmat. Senmat, so he is uh, a dark god king? Is he death? Hmm. The high judge actually looks very interested in this turn of the conversation. No, we, we do not think so. He... He does not have the power that death possesses. In order to ensure that the army of the fiends was leaderless, we had both god-kings commit to sleep. Slumber eternally, essentially. But uh, with the pact broken, Senmet is awake, and Octopod is not long to follow. In these streets amid all the chaos and the fighting, we saw a figure... Uh, who walked across the chaos and made the dead rise, is that Senmet? The High Judge makes her way to a stone dais, uh, twists the head of a cat to the side, and then cocks it every so slightly. You see the wheel beneath it and hear the mechanism. You hear a grind of stone against sand. And she lifts out a few uh, 
hard stone tablets, begins to set them out on these low tables that sit close to the ground. Let us see. Uh, And she begins to point out figures in these tablets, some of them incredibly demonic in origin, with swollen bellies and long, stretched necks, fangs that eclipse their entire heads, arms and legs twisted in different directions. There is one, however, (coughs) uh, a man wrapped in bandages that flow in the wind, stained black with ichor, with the paint from these tablets. And she points to this one. Sanmet, is this the one that you saw? Um, it is. I also, uh, just out of character, I like how you described all, like, the demonic fiendish images, and none of us reacted to those the way we reacted to the giraffe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the giraffe is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, like, what It's I it's a do Wednesday. love giraffes. I think they're so yeah, cute. cute. They are very cute. You would. But, like, not everyone would. Uh, Mercy touches the tablet with cement on it. Uh, we must find him. We must de- de- destroy him. He is a great evil. I have a more important task for you. How could anything be more important? If Onktapoth rises, <laughs> that god king is a far worse threat than Senmet could ever hope to be. We will hold off Senmet and his armies. Can I trust you to go down into the depths of this temple? And ensure that Unktapat does not rise. I mean, I'm willing to help, but I don't want to help because we've somehow been accused of something that we didn't do. I'd rather be asked to help just because we should help while we're here. That is fair. If you help us with this, I promise I will not ba- blackmail you in the future. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. I can't say that I've gotten deals like that before. But I just want to make it clear that we will help of our own accord, and not because we've been falsely accused of something, and brought to jail without any context or explanation. That is not a very nice thing to do. I'm sorry. Uh, would you like to give the wine back? Um, absolutely not. And I put it behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Constantine has been, like, chugging from it this entire time, and is yeah. like, and we are not going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> she just knock him back cold decanters. Yes, indeed. This is I love wine drunk Constantina. <laughs> Sorrow too. and Neferet. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? How y'all feeling? Uh Neferet was about to actually interject. <laughs> um Your Honor Hi Judge. Yes, who asks of us? I am Neferet Shai. Uh, I had just become acquainted with these people over the past day. Actually, about 24 hours at this point. So, I have a couple of things. Um, That man, I witnessed him with my own eyes yesterday. And uh, he was... uh, It was interesting that you say that he was the leader of the fiends, yes? Yes, uh, Sanmet does lead the fiends. He seemed to have some uh, control over all of the uh, creatures that were out. Not all of them of fiendish descent. 
the high judge reaches forward for the sunmet tablet <clears throat> and you hear a click as her thumbs go into the top corners and it opens into a triptych sunmet over this this similar um pyramid that octopet octopot in the uh mural is in but the creatures the fiendish monstrosities and even undead wrapped in bandages that reach up to him do so in adulation instead of anger yes uh unfortunately anyone who died in mudar would rise up in senmet's army it is not a perfect compromise but at least they got to choose their lives under the new contract and uh the other thing myself and uh Sorrow here. Again, we have only known these people for 24 hours. We, The first time that we have heard of the name Jericho. Are we still tasked alongside with them to do this? The judge strokes her feathered chin. No, instead I will ask you only what I would ask any citizen of Mudar. Take up arms against the fiends. Our diviners have determined that they will be at our doors within the day. Very well. Thank you for your service. Nefert will very politely incline their head. Are there any questions? Uh, do we still get the uh, promise to not to be blackmailed in the future? Hmm. It is possible we will all be dead tomorrow, so I will say yes. Fantastic. Hop off the couch. <laughs> The high judge claps her tiny hands and summons a wealth of guards down the stellar wells. It says, please outfit our friends with anything that they need and uh, be sure to outfit the refugees as well. The fiends will probably be upon us within the next six hours. Uh, is there anything any of you needs? Food, water, knives? I mean, we'll take whatever you can get. Also, uh, I don't... What are we going to fight or do? Oh, you will be joining an expedition. Okay. Is there anything more that you can tell us to prepare so we can be successful? No, I'm afraid he's not here yet. Um, But as soon as he's here, Dr. Balthazar Kettle will explain it to you. Okay, that is, that is quite the name. Yes, he is quite the wizard. It is very confusing, but I must too prepare, so I will give you leave to explore the grounds, and I will see you uh, on the other side, so to speak. She awkwardly starts to shake all of your hands, but this is a child's hand, so it is with the awkwardness of a child that she does so. Are you enjoying your time in the mist, you sorry soul? Follow the conspiracy at Mist Tales D&D on Twitter or visit TalesFromTheMist.com where you'll find our blog, a link to our Discord community, and other horrors. But wait, there's more terror. Add atmosphere to your Tales from the Mist time with a cup full of Lantern in the Mist's tea, blended by Friday afternoon tea. This green tea speaks of rolling mists, 
with bright mineral essence. Green tea, flowers, and cool ginkgo come together to ease the mind while sparkling the spirit. Find Lantern in the Mist Tea at bit.ly slash lantern tea. How do you spend the next few hours? Um, Vasily wants to use Rope Trick and open the lab to um, potentially work on things. She wants to try to grab Vargas's gun back um, to work on it. Because the first thing he did upon receiving it was shoot her. So if she can put Whoops. a safety on it or something, <laughs> uh, you know, she's going to try and work try on it. Try not to stand in front of it, dum-dum. You don't even know what the front of it is. You're right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to... Vasily also doesn't know what the front it's of the gun true. looks like. <laughs> Can Vasily and Vargas have, like, a lab montage where they try and figure out where the front of the gun is? They're just both wearing lab coats and and goggles. It's like that scene where it's, like, the wall of stuff with string in between it, and it's us being, like, gun, question mark, trigger, (laughs) question mark, front, back. (laughs) But she wants to, she wants to, um, uh, use her artificer skills to give the gun the ability to have unlimited ammo if he would so wish to use ammunition rather than spells yeah i can do it i'm gonna put that check that slot off so i have infused that item okay who else can i go to the lab too yeah of course (laughs) i mean if fossily lets you in i'm gonna go with you it's like i think up to eight people can be in a rope trick yeah it's a lot of people so it's like she throws the rope down and like climbs down in the lab and then looks up and Vargas is like let me in too and she's like oh god I just like follow her I'm like hey buddy <laughs> buddy and I like wave the, the the gun around very unsafely like <laughs> so she just she lets him come in because she needs the gun to work on also I want to see the beanie babies so oh my god she just like starts kicking beanie babies like half burnt beanie babies under the table and stuff Okay. I would like to talk to Saro. Uh, I had a quick question. I don't. I think we mentioned it last time, but what did what is it? Garanel? Did he? Did oh, he ever Garanel. come back? Did he ever come back, or did he get ripped apart by fiends? He did not get ripped apart by fiends. He was seen by Ursula, and then the uh, guards came for him. I just. I think you missed each other. Going through. Cool. Yeah. There's- Cool. Okay, yeah. Just wondering. Yeah. So as far as you know, the bounty is as it was. Okay. Also, the city's burning, though, so is anyone here to collect on the bounty? Only one way to find out, (laughs) and that is to survive. Take it away, Constantina. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to talk to Saro. Um, I mean, are you okay to be here with us? I mean, you and Afret, it doesn't seem like you have to be here doing this mission with us. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't think either of us exactly have a choice. It's either go plunge into the depths with you or uh, try not to die to a bunch of fiends. So, uh, you know, gotta love Mudar. I don't remember if I asked you, but are you are you from the city? Uh, ad- adjacent. Not born here originally, but uh, found my way here through running away, getting kicked out, th- that sort of thing. From the menagerie or like from your family? 
Yes, to both. They were kind of one and the same. Oh, okay. So your your family is also part of the menagerie? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I don't really remember my blood family that much, but uh, found family was the menagerie. Um, I'd like to kind of passively insight. I think I'm in a zone of truth. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess, like, I'm not so much looking if you're, like, flat out lying, but just if, based off our former conversation where things seemed a little not entirely truthful, I'm just seeing if that, if I'm still getting a similar not so much lying, but curating the truth. Correct, yeah. I will permit an insight then. Okay. That is actually all 100% true and not necessarily curated she hasn't specifically said why she got kicked out of the menagerie but the whole the menagerie was my found family until they kicked me out that is true conveniently i was going to follow up with that kind of question you you've mentioned before that you that the menagerie kicked you out or you left because of different i guess values or approaches to things but why specifically uh tell me Constantina, does the Menagerie still have a peculiar attitude towards those of a more cursed nature? I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I've personally encountered that. I mean, since I've been part of the Menagerie, there's been some, I guess, disagreements on inviting people who are not Vistana. But beyond that, I don't don't feel like they know about my condition and I mean, I feel like I've, they've been treated me differently for other reasons, but I don't think it's because of my lycanthropy. Yes, your condition, though, it's it's a little less obvious. Only on a couple of days, isn't it? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, when you have to live with it, people start to not like you. They tell you to get it fixed, get it under control. And when you don't, because it's a part of you and you want to accept it, because it, you were born with it and you're not going to change it, then they kick you out. Can I can I ask specifically, like, what it was? Because at least when I first joined the Menagerie, it was supposed to be, you know, an accepting organization. Like, we wanted to be, you know, a place for different types of people to feel like they had some sort of voice or power. Unfortunately, if I showed you what it was, you wouldn't survive. Is it, like, magical? Sort of. There's a reason why I wear this veil. Let's leave it at that. Okay. I I don't ask to pry. I just, I'm trying to figure out my relationship to the menagerie right now. I I just don't really know, like, what it means right now. And I just have had a... May I ask you a question? Uh, Sure. Why are the menagerie after you? Why is there a bounty on your head? I don't I don't know. I feel like that's been kind of a recent development. I had a recently weird encounter with someone who was working for the menagerie where they sent me on a mission, but then I think that they were they sent me on a mission to somehow get rid of me and I don't really know why and I I just don't know like what's just someone's personal vendetta against me and what's like coming from the menagerie as a whole organization. So I'm just trying to figure that out. Well, last I heard, the menagerie was reporting that the she-wolf was a fraud. Yeah, I guess somebody used my 
name and my identity. And I don't know, I just, I just feel completely disconnected from the whole organization. And I want, it's always been like what I've wanted to do with my life. And like, it's my purpose to help achieve their goals. But I don't know what those goals are. And I don't know who's part of the menagerie anymore. I just, I don't know, just feel adrift. Well, the Green Hand is for the group of us who were aligned with the menagerie. But we all kind of got ousted for being a bit more on the cursed side than they would like. Um, We do still want to do that, though. We want to help. Especially with people like us. She gestures between you two. When, I mean, you see the world out there. They don't like people like us. They think we need to be fixed. Or rehabilitated, or they put you in pits like in the Court of Blood for their entertainment. That's what the Green Hand is. We try and make that stop. We try and make our lives... We try to prove, because we know it and we prove it to the rest of the world too, that our lives are still worth living, curse or not. If you're looking for a place to join that has values that are more clear... And, you know, given that the entirety of Mudar doesn't explode in the next six hours, you're welcome to join. Okay, I will I will think about it. I mean, given that you don't die first. <laughs> well, of course, but, you know, you still have to plan. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of my life has been lived on the seat of my pants. I don't plan anything. Oh, really? I sometimes, I used to be like that when I was younger, but I, I find it helps me to think about the future. I mean, do I, do I plan to help the Green Hand? Yes, but really, it's it's like every day in Mudar is just kind of a lot, so we just sort of go with it and try not to die. That's as much as any of us can help for, right? Yes. Um. Anything else? Um, I don't think so, but be careful. Thank you, you too. Hopefully I'll see you again at the other end of this. You as well. Mercy, Neferet. What do you spend the next couple hours doing? Mercy, you said that there were, like, uh, carvings or reliefs in the Mm -hmm. wall of all of these gods. Yes, so there are a few, um, carved busts on the dioceses of different patrons of the houses, each of them with animal heads, uh, here an eagle, here a jackal, here a cat or a lion, etc. And then you have different murals of god kings that ruled before the high judges did. Mercy is going to um, lightly, uh, with her fingers, kind of trace around the murals. I've just found that my roots are, and uh, it might not matter if you could be dead tomorrow. I suppose we always could, but it will be in the service of something good, fighting evil. Will you be joining us, Neferat? I will see how far I can go with all of you. It appears that uh, from your conversations... All of you have uh, experience in the, the types of things. You mentioned killing a dark lord or two. 
we've met those of great evil, and when your feast be sat, you must read the world of it. Have you... do you fight much? Um, have you faced any evil, great or small? In a city like Mudar, there are always some level of evils. Well, everything outside the fear was certainly evil, and then it all came in. Have you heard of these god kings at all? You are from here, uh, Senmet Octopat? Only in the vaguest of stories, of the legend's history, never much focus on the god kings unless it was to uphold the righteousness of the uh, families that made the deal. It's always uh, good to uh, continue such propaganda so that there is no resentment that our souls do not go anywhere but the blood war. If Senmet can make the debt rise from the ground, do you know in these stories what Anctopat could do? Can I roll a history check here, TK? Yes, you may. You can roll history or arcana. Ooh, okay. Fun, fun. Oh, I'll do. They're the same for me. I'll do history. Um, that is a... Only an 11. An 11? Um, honestly, if you know anything about Dark Lords, you know that they're incredibly powerful. Potentially the most powerful person in the realm in which they reside. For the most part, they can only be slain by outsiders. Otherwise, why would they reign for so long in terror? But beyond that, to have a name like God King and for the High Judge to assume that he, that Octopot is more powerful than Senmet, the specifics elude you. Unfortunately, I do not know uh, the specifics of uh, such powers. Again, these are all very old stories. Many, many generations have heard these. From the time they are born to the time they die. I must say that uh, over the past 24 hours have been some of the most interesting that I have been to. You and your friends are quite interesting. It seems that interest, I suppose, if you want to call it that, does follow us. Um, I too grew up with stories of um, the rising dead and armies, and the world becoming the Grey Realms, um, the world of death, ruled by death, as it was in the beginning. And what I saw out there, um, all the dead rising from the ground, um, chaos and blood and murder in the streets, that's the apocalypse. I wonder if Senmet is perhaps one of the horsemen and Octopot and Mercy kind of turns and puts her head on the hand, rather, on the mural uh, where Octopot is. I wonder if he is Des. I cannot say, but uh, if the expedition goes as it's supposed to go, then I assume you will find out 
I've never had a more noble cause. Ah. Yes, nobility. Yeah, yeah. Driving force, indeed. Lisa squints her eyes. Mercy nods innocently. (laughs) (laughs) It is not too long after your conversations with one another. The guards filter in multiple academic types. There are about 15 altogether when people stop filtering in, and one of them in particular, a short, stout man with a a long white beard, a curled mustache, heavily waxed, firmly in place, a pair of brassy goggles adorning his cap, a long brim, hmm, similar to Panama Jack that is tied tightly with a bright red kerchief under his chin, and he'll blusteringly uh, take off these brand new leather gloves, and says, uh, Dr. Balthazar Kettle, at your service. And hand, hold a hand out to nobody in particular, waiting for a shake. I will shake. and when he shakes it's a very enthusiastic animated entire arm elbow shake and one two we're done shakes over and (laughs) nods once at you very very direct dr balthazar kettle i am the lead researcher in divination here uh pleased to meet you ms constantina Constantina, love that name. Very direct, very precise, very much a lot of a lot of meaning in that type of name. Well, I like that. I like you. What are you doing here? I'm here to help with Excellent. You know? Need all the help I can get. You, who are you? And points over at Sorrow. Um, I'm Sorrow. I don't know if I'm part of your little expedition or, or not, but I mean, if you have room in the party, I'll go. Say no more. We need all the help we can get here too. That's all right. Uh, what do you what do you bring to the table exactly? Because you look like you're a, uh, you know. I just jump into my shadow and peer behind him. Mm-hmm. Ah, a delight. <laughs> kind of clutches his chest for a minute. Yeah, don't test me. And uh, you, ma'am, little lady, uh, points at Mercy. <laughs> Uh, my name is Mercy. Mercy Albrecht. So are you expedition or... Um, and I'm going to help you see expedition and stopping Octopot. Vasily, like, pokes her head out of the ground next to <laughs> Kettle. Because she's down there in her lab. <laughs> Balthazar Kettle was uh, just kind of pointing out. Mercy was just like, mage, right? Mm. Dark on trained? Um, yes, how can you tell? Oh, there's just something about you uh, academy girls, you know. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's that means. It's your bearing. But... You, still have a, you still have a focus, you know. Oh. It's okay. You'll grow into your magic. It's normal. Uh Oh, this is a little condescending. Yeah. And she turned... <laughs> um, and she was, I know a lot about magic, and I've, and, and I've killed two dark lords, and I do ritual sacrifices, like, every day, and 
and um, I'm going to destroy Des. You know what? I believe that you believe that you've done those things, and that's what I like about you. You got moxie. What the hell, dude? This doctor kind of straightens the vest, and so I'm sure the high judge, or rather low judge, filled you all in. Waits for people what? to laugh at his Was joke. Was that a short joke? Really? Uh, can we just have, like, disembodied laughter from Vargas and Vasily? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> a canned laugh track. Like the Ray Romano of mages. Um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry. Mercy and is going to roll her eyes out of her head down the stairs back into the demon chaos <laughs> and then go and just like look at some of the busts and murals in another corner of the room. So anybody going on this expedition, just gather around if you're okay. You don't. Well, that's all right. I can talk as loud as you need me to. So we'll be traversing into the depths of these, this tomb. And, uh, we got ourselves a little ritual scroll right here. Uh, if I don't, if everybody can see, don't touch, but if you want to take a look, just, yeah, sealed right up here. Just put that in my side knapsack. Delightful. So we're going to be traversing down into the depths and uh, I'll be your guide through there, you know, as the most knowledgeable person on uh, Anctopot's curse. Uh, is Are there any questions you have for me before we get going? We've got about mm, two hours left on the sundial, so hit me. I mean, do you have to come with us or can you just relay the information that we need and we can go do this ourselves? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were the expert on traversing Mudar tombs. Uh, you know, I'll stand aside for you 100%. I just maybe like, maybe take the condescension down a little bit because we are a very powerful group, okay? So we just need a little bit of information and some guidance and I think that we mm -hmm. can figure this out, okay? Oh my gosh. As as you're saying like you we're can. a very powerful group, Vasily like pops out of the hole holding the gun backwards and is like, this is how you hold a gun. I mean, most of us are really powerful, okay? <laughs> hey, Vasily sets. I showed you earlier, but you're not paying attention? What? I don't- You just I hear don't. it go off and like, <laughs> hit something in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> We're a very powerful group, and then just like a laser beam just goes across the room and like hits one of the busts. <laughs> Vasily like, like slides back down in the lab like, okay, we gotta figure- actually, this was wrong. <laughs> We're not scared of death. We're scared of looking bad on stream. <laughs> and honestly, not even that. Nope. We're always going to look good. So this is what Balthazar Kettle unravels for you um, because the voice is annoying and hard to do and I'm tired. <laughs> Essentially, what he shares with the group is that below you is the Tomb of Kings. The ritual that he has with him requires a powerful wizard to pr produce it, which probably explains why he's so sure of himself. And there is a fiendish army that is marching upon the temple as we speak. So, are you all uh, ready to get going? Or maybe we'll fight some, some I don't know, I'm not a big fighter, but I'll let you do it. You look like you can handle yourselves. Since you know so much about Mutar tombs, 
Um, what can we expect? Well, this is the thing. You're going to see a lot of ash zombies. You're going to see a lot of sand zombies. You're going to see a lot of skeletal remains that are just, you know, reanimating out of willy-nilly. Especially now that Senmet's back. His influence is going to radiate throughout this entire city, raising up every single dead thing in a, I don't know, 15-mile radius. Fascinating. I have all of my interns making several notes about this. Uh, you're going to see some mummies. You're going to see some mummy lords. It... Anything else? Uh, probably fire scarabs. Big old ones. How many of them are going to happen to chase you once you get down there? Oh, they'll be down there. And everything's hostile. Vasily pokes her head back out. See, typically these things aren't meant to keep you all out. They're meant to keep octopod in. Didn't you say you ordered the expert on this? Of course I am. That's why I'm up here and you're down okay. there. Okay. Well. Sorrow leans over to Nefret. Do you think I could cast silence on him? And do you think he would notice? I will pass, like, I'll stick my hand up through the rope trick and, like, try and pass an electrum to Sorrow to cast silence. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the mage, Dr. Balthazar Kettle, takes a, um, sort of expanding rod and just like flicks it out and starts pointing at the mural. Now what you see right here, God King Anktapot, one of the most powerful women of her generation. Just fascinating, fascinating stuff. We uh, already got the uh, general history lesson. Great! Time for recess. But do you know, you say she's powerful, what sort of powers does she possess? Well, if my notes are correct, and they are because I wrote them, and he opens up a book, and this book, everybody roll me perception. Everybody who can see him, roll me a perception. Eight. Natural 20. <laughs> 15. Uh, 24. I got a 15. All right, everybody who got higher than an 18 can tell, everybody can tell that this is, this is an amalgamation of a, it's a notebook with different pages set in. You can see scribbled drawings, you can see some diagrams and things like that. Sorrow, with your natural 20, you are the one that notices that it is sort of framed like a guidebook. Like a tourist guidebook? <laughs> Just a little bit from the words that you can read of it with a natural 20. You can read some of this notebook, even upside down. You can see that a lot of this is theoretical. None of them are going to tell you where the food cart in the Tomb of Kings is. Dang it! But it's more theory and less practical. It's like Lonely Guide to Mudar Tombs or something. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a... <laughs> <laughs> baby's first vacation to <laughs> Octopot's tomb. So this person is a researcher. They are incredibly sure of themselves, but this might be their first time in this particular tomb. Um, I'm going to use my telekinesis feet and cast my mage hand and just try and grab the book just out of his hand and bring it over to where I'm sitting, like on top of one of the chaise lounge here. Oh, 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 the, 
Wow, this is fascinating. I didn't know this was so poorly written for a researcher like you. Wow, and it's got like it's got all the definitions in the side. You really need those. He coughs very loudly, straightens his vest. Why don't y'all uh, take a recess and we'll we'll meet back when it's when it's time to to descend down, uh, we'll have the supplies sent to you, assistant, and uh, stalks away towards I the rest of the- I hope you're paying them to keep up your lies. Expedition. As soon as, as soon as he's out of chat, as soon as he's out of, like, sight or whatever, Neferet will turn to Sorrow and in perfectly in his voice, will pair it back. Oh, look at me. I'm a professor. I know everything. I'm totally not bullshitting. <laughs> I know, right? Perfectly in his voice. Vargas laughs at this from the lab. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Mackenzie just bodied me in public. <laughs> sweating. It's what you deserve. <laughs> Shut up. Also, if we, um, can't, if we can't kill anybody... We're just gonna burn your NPC. <laughs> the voice you're using for this guy sounds exactly like my dad. Please stop. <laughs> I will never stop. I will. When, um, when Neferit does the impression, I will be like, wait, wait, you need the prop. And I'm gonna check over the manual. <laughs> just throw it, yeet it across. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just uh, grab it. Yeah. 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 I won't even make you guys roll for it. It'll be awesome to bully this person. All right. So, the group of you prepare to send into the Tomb of Kings. Uh, The expedition comes over and they begin touching parts of the mural of Octopot, just pressing at the sides, things like that. Above you, you can hear the maniacal cackle. And then a... (sighs) As the doors bust open upstairs. I apologize, headphone users. If you if you all need to go, I can hold them off. I believe that is something that both of us have been taxed with, Sorrow. As citizens of this unfortunate city. Does that mask happen to cover your eyes? Unfortunately not. <laughs> then just Fire warning, stay behind me. Don't have to ask twice. Uh, all of you going then on your expedition? I think so. Mercy's like holding her tools and supplies, like trying to look brave, um, but is also getting like teary eyed. Yeah, Vasily climbs out of the the lab hole and uh, stands up. She doesn't have the gun anymore because she returned that to Vargas after they. Figured out how to hold a gun down there, probably. Um, and she puts her hand on Mercy's shoulder because she can tell Mercy's getting nervous. Can't leave some Vasily, but death waits in that tomb. And we must stop her. Yeah, it seems like we, we, we're, we're going to have to do some more stuff, which is just great, but... It'll be fine. It's always fine. It's true, but you don't like to do any stuff. Okay, well, that's a little harsh, but fair. But, you know, I'm here. 
we'll get through this. We'll deal with this man. And she gestures at Kettle. And it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Will our new friends be fine? Um, they seem better equipped than we do in a lot of ways, so I think they will also be fine. I hope so. And Mercy's gonna hold Vasily's hand. Yeah, she squeezes Mercy's hand. Espy's back. Ooh! Spicy. <laughs> oh, oh. All of you should go before it's too late. Before anyone goes, does anyone want a, a souvenir pair of handcuffs? It might go with the tourist guide. I'll take those, actually, if you want to toss those down here. And, like, Vargas will I think I have five up. pairs. I got literally all the handcuffs from the guard. So I'll just chuck them, like, t-shirt cannon these handcuffs over. I will put five handcuffs in my uh, inventory now. Yeah, add five handcuffs to your inventory, I guess. Oh my gosh, can you make a belt out of them? Just have a handcuff <laughs> belt. Oh, so edgy. <laughs> this is not 2003. On his Jinko jeans. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> The mural slides with a grind, and the expedition begins their trek downwards, 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 a long, winding staircase carved from stone. The last thing that the four of you hear as you begin to descend is the cackling fiendish creatures as they begin to fill the antechambers. Sorrow and Neferet, I want you to describe to me what happens to your characters. I leave this in your hands. Sorrow will look at Neferet, sort of take a deep breath, tighten the wraps around her hands, take a step forward and go, you might want to cover your eyes. And your ears for good measure. And I'm going to take off my veil and use my dark shadow as the hordes enter the room. Neferet will do as told. What happened, Sara? Uh, as I remove the, as I remove the veil and the hood that goes with it, that sort of young fourteen to sixteen year old face immediately looks much older, much more wrinkles, and almost more petrified like this sort of cat's eye gem her eyes that were once this sort of plain gold now have slits down the center and her curled curly hair as she pulls this back starts to writhe and move silhouetted like snakes and she bears her face and you can see now there are green scales that sort of crawl up her neck and you now know why the green hand is called what it is and she just sort of bears her face and lets out this massive and all the hordes of demons in front of her turned to stone. Neferet? Neferet, as soon as all of that stopped for that moment, will grab Sorrow and will get the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, and not to just any old place. Neferet goes to the one place they know will be safe right now. She's waiting for you there. A woman, a uh, employer, and using every bit of stealth and sneak takes uh, sorrow with them. I put the veil back on. I don't want to petrify Neferet. 
and we'll walk into the finely furnished antechamber and uh assuming that she's there she is will Nefert will bow fully she stands in front of you armor black as midnight so dark that it soaks up the light it doesn't even shine purple jewels sprinkled across it like starlight she clasps her hands one wearing a rather ornate leather glove the other one bare misty skin silver hair tucked in a tight braid wisps around her ears she waits for your update I am sorry it took so long, my lady. It, uh, been waylaid by the recent events, you can imagine. Your brother, he is down below the tombs now. There is an entrance way in the high judge's chamber. I hope that pleases your worthy self, Lady Horatia. She stands and Squeezes your shoulder gently. I think it's time we find that heathen. Sheaths a long sword across her back and stalks out of the room, barely acknowledging sorrow. The rest of you, this mural has slid into place and slowly but surely all of these torches flicker to life, illuminating a long, narrow hallway that leads down, 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 down hundreds of feet. The expedition follows it until they open out into vast room, high ceiling, and yet it feels closed in, claustrophobic, tight as a sarcophagus itself. We'll be ending here tonight, at the beginning of your journey through the Tomb of Kings.